good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with our first story of the day. Thailand's two-ballot electoral system comes into force. Constitutional amendments regarding the two-ballot electoral system take effect today following the publication in the Royal Gazette yesterday. Under the two-ballot electoral system, the House of Representatives will be made up of 500 members, but 400 of whom are elected through the constituency electoral system and 100 are party list MPs seated in accordance with the combined votes received by each party from all constituencies across the country. Voters will be given two ballots, one from their constituency MP and the other for the party list MP. The two-ballot electoral system will be used in the next general election. In the constitutional amendments, it was cited that the former electoral system, which divides the House of Representatives into 350 constituency MPs and 150 party list MPs, was not in line with the population in each constituency. The single-ballot system was designed to undermine major parties such as Putai, currently the biggest opposition party, which won the most constituency seats but was not awarded a single party list MP. The system also created fractional coalitions in which medium and small-sized parties are awarded more seats. Future Forward Party, which was subsequently dissolved by the Constitutional Court, for example, won the most party list seats. This two-ballot system proposed by the Democratic Party is the only constitutional amendment proposed out of a total of 13 drafts proposed by various political parties which is accepted in Parliament and is only beneficial to major parties, not the people. The amendment draft submitted by civil society and debated in Parliament last week, which sought to abolish the Senate and prevent another coup, was rejected in Parliament. And moving along, Thai unemployment rate hits highest level since the pandemic began. At least 870,000 Thais are currently unemployed according to third quarter statistics released on Monday due to the economic disruption caused by the most severe wave of the pandemic. The unemployment rate for the third quarter stood at 2.25%, the highest since the pandemic began in March last year, the National Economic and Social Development said in its latest social report. The prolonged impact of COVID-19 has put a burden on job openings, the report said, since many businesses halted their operations in, in wake of the COVID-19 restrictions and to save costs. Among jobless people, there were about 290,000 fresh graduates unable to secure their first jobs, a 10% increase from a year earlier. The majority of the unemployed graduates in general fields such as business administration and marketing were likely to be unemployed for a longer period of time, read the report, due to a non-diverse skill set. The NESDC's definition of Unemployment covers people who have no work or who work less than one hour per week, including those filing for unemployment benefit from the Social Security Office. The latest household debt data as of the second quarter rose to 14.27 trillion baht or 89.3% of the nation's gross domestic product. The ratio was slightly down from a 90.6% from the previous quarter, but still in a critical level. Thailand ranks 12th out of 70 nations in the world in household debt to GDP and 5th in Asia, the report said. Looking forward, non-performing loans, debt relief aids and informal debts must be monitored, the NESDC warned. 
Thailand drops in English proficiency rankings. Thailand's English proficiency ranking among non-native English-speaking countries has been ranked a paltry 100 out of a total of 112 countries and territories in a new survey. In the annual English Proficiency Index released last week by the global language education company EF Education First Netherlands was ranked top of the world with a score of 663 followed by Austria 641 and Denmark 636. The index was based on an assessment of English tests taken among more than 2 million adults in 112 countries and regions. Among ASEAN countries, Singapore came top with a high level of English proficiency and was fourth in the world with a score of 635 followed by the Philippines 18th in the world and Malaysia 28th in the world. The Philippines and Malaysia are in the high English proficiency group. Vietnam and Indonesia are regarded as low proficiency ranked 66th and 80th respectively. Myanmar and Cambodia were classified in the very low proficiency group ranking 93rd and 97 places respectively. Thailand's score at 419 placed the kingdom the lowest in ASEAN and third lowest among countries in Asia. Laos and Brunei are not included. Thailand's rank was 74th in 2009, dropping to 89th in 2020. The index results reflect something structurally wrong in the Thai English teaching and learning system. Seven years ago, the Education Ministry issued a guideline based on the Common European Framework of Reference for Languages, CEFR, aimed at reforming English teaching in the country. Then, three years ago, the ministry set up a boot camp project to improve the skills of English teachers in provincial areas, but the index results suggest such efforts have failed. And moving along, foreigners not wearing masks and partying. Many foreign visitors are not wearing face masks and gathering groups in violation of COVID-19 disease control regulations and will be prosecuted if they fail to comply, a government spokesman warned on Monday. Api Samai Sirasong, a spokeswoman for the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, said visitors from many countries arrived for business meetings in Sandbox provinces. Provincial representatives told the CCSA that not only did these visitors fail to wear face masks at meetings, they also gathered for parties without masks and caused COVID-19 transmission, Dr. Api Samai said. She did not explain these transmissions. Hotel staff warned them they had to follow the rules, she said. Dr. Api Samai said the Communicable Disease Act required people to wear face masks in public places and also while out at gatherings. Repeated violation carried a fine of up to 20,000 baht, she said. Visitors must comply or they will be prosecuted, Dr. Api Samai said. So where to go with all of this? Yes, foreigners have been coming to Thailand and I can confirm that I do see a lot of tourists not wearing their face masks when they're out and about, probably because they're not used to it in their own country and they feel that they're in Thailand and they don't need to. That's their decision. But again, the law is clear on this that you must wear face masks. Now, what is in this article is a little bit odd. She is kind of saying that they're causing transmissions, but she doesn't and can't back up what these transmissions are. I mean, there's transmissions every day. Who knows? The other thing that tourists have come to Thailand and are partying. I mean, the absolute shock of it. Imagine people coming on a holiday to have a good time and enjoy themselves. I mean, absolute craziness. But this is fundamentally what is wrong with the Thai government thinking right now. What's fundamentally wrong with this whole Thailand pass situation and the entry requirements to come into the country and what's going on when you get here in terms of the restrictions in various different holiday hubs. If you're planning to open up for tourism, as we've said many, many times, then open up and don't try to chastise people and foreigners and try to blame foreigners because there may be transmissions. 
That is just completely wrong. You've invited them here to this country because you want their money. Don't go around harassing tourists because they don't wear a face mask when they go out in public. Sometimes. I do note in some hotels, yes, you will be in a hotel and you'll see a lot of foreigners who are in the testing hall. They're not wearing their masks. And yes, hotel staff do tell them and then they do put them on. But I guess there's a feeling that you come to Thailand and things are a lot more relaxed here. Now, for people coming here, let's be frank and honest, it's not more relaxed here. The prime minister of this country was fined for not wearing his face mask only five or six months ago. I think he had to pay 6,000 baht, but still, he was fined for not doing it. And the rules are there to be followed. If you choose not to follow them, then yes, expect that you'll probably get fined by the police. And, you know, people are very quick to point out that foreigners are not doing this, that and the other. I do think it's wrong for them to come on national TV and point the finger at foreigners, because I do note that a lot of videos that I've seen of people who are out and about in areas like Patong, okay, and certain parts of Bangkok, there's a lot of Thais not wearing face masks too. So don't just blame the foreigner, call everybody out if you're going to call them out. It's not just foreigners. It's ties as well. They're not doing it as well. And you can go out and about and you can have a very close look. You will see it's true. People have become a lot more relaxed in Thailand because they think the country's reopened and they think things are getting back to normal. And we all hope that will be the case. But they've kind of forgotten about the rules and regulations that are still there. But there's no point, in my opinion, to complain and come on TV and point the finger at the foreigner again. You want their money, right? You want them to come to this country and enjoy themselves, have a nice 10-day holiday, leave all their money behind and then go home. That's what they want. I don't think this is the way to go about encouraging people in any way, shape or form. But I'd love to know what you think about it. In your country right now, wherever you are, do people still wear face masks when they're out and about? When they go to a shopping mall, would you see people in face masks? When they're on the street, would they be wearing a face mask? Here in Thailand, yes, if you're on the street, you will see people wearing face masks. If you go to a shopping center, 100%, most people are definitely wearing face masks. I mean, it's got to the silly point in Thailand that people on motorbikes are wearing face masks, but are not wearing any helmets. But I'd love to know from you guys in your country, what are the rules and what is the take up on these rules? Do people, you know, follow the wearing a mask or not? Or do you have to? I'd love to hear those comments down below in the comment section. And moving swiftly along, some hotels deceiving travelers with Thailand Pass packages. Some hotels are deceiving visitors from overseas, taking room reservations, but omitting transport from the airport and COVID testing, which means they must buy a new package on arrival or be rejected. The spokeswoman for the CCSA said on Monday that some hotels misled visitors and booked them only for the room. The charge did not include a limousine service from the airport to the hotel or the RT-PCR COVID-19 test on arrival, even though both were required as conditions of entry on a Thailand pass. However, the hotels gave misleading details, which were used by the applicant for QR approval for a Thailand pass via the Foreign Ministry's web portal. On arrival, they then had to buy a new package or be denied entry. Some hotels did not give refunds to visitors who then cancelled their room reservations and bought a package elsewhere, Dr. Apisamai said. Thailand pass replaced the certificate of entry on November 1 when the kingdom reopened to visitors. It requires visitors to have been fully vaccinated, have a clean RT PCR test within 72 hours before boarding their flight and have $50,000 health insurance. Visitors from 61 countries and two territories in the Test and Go program must have a limousine service from the airport directly to their hotel without a stopover and at their hotel must be tested for COVID-19 right away by staff from specified hospitals. 
Some visitors booked hotel rooms via websites and did not buy limousine service, RT-PCR COVID-19 testing and antigen test kits, she said. Officials had informed hotel booking websites in advance of the conditions and told them that air travellers who did not buy a limousine service and COVID-19 testing would be denied entry of a Thailand pass, she said. Some hotels had the package that included limousine and COVID-19 testing, but also allow visitors to reserve room only and seek RT-PCR testing themselves. This shows that such hotels intentionally deceive visitors. Visitors who were unaware of the requirement and bought incomplete packages and later had to cancel the reservations and in some cases did not receive a refund, she said. Travellers apply for Thailand Pass by the ministry's web portal, providing documentation and receive a QR entry code or Thailand Pass ID by email, which is then used upon entering Thailand. Now, I wonder if they really have been deceived. And if there's anybody listening out there who's had this happen, please do drop a comment down below in the comment section or even email me. I'd love to know your story. The way I'm reading this is they're saying that basically people booked a one night package that didn't include all the different things. But if you book, for example, on Agoda or Booking.com or one of these online travel agents, how do they know you're coming from abroad? They're just selling the room rate, right? I mean, anybody can buy a room rate. Hotels and the ones that I do know of have specific packages on their reservation portals where you can book your test and go package. And it includes the room, the RT-PCR test and the transfer from the airport. And that's basically how it's been done. A lot of people might just hop online and just book a a room for the night and think automatically and it includes that. But they're probably forgetting that not everyone is an international traveler. And maybe, just maybe, the, the tourists from abroad assumed that it was included even when it was not and these things can happen i don't know if there's actually been hotels really being deceptive i mean if you look at an ota like an online travel agent they don't ask you what your flight number is because they don't care their job is to sell hotel rooms and if you don't specify and i've been on booking.com i don't even know how you would book a test and go through booking.com i don't think you can i think you have to directly go to the hotel or there may be a couple of websites out there that do have these packages on it where you can search but Really, the big online booking agents aren't doing it because it's too much hassle. I don't know if there's a huge deception, maybe a misunderstanding from the tourist when booking it. And then the hotel may be saying that, well, I'm sorry, we can't give you a refund because you booked a non-refundable rate. That could be one of the things. Now, it may also be the point that some hotels, and I would not doubt that that's happened too, where they've sold the room rate and then tried to be sneaky and sell a package on the side and making it really, really expensive. Firstly, you need to book an SHA plus extra hotel. And you can do that by going to the Thailand SHA website. And there's a little button on the right hand side. Just click that. It'll show you all the different SHA plus extra hotels. And they're the ones that you need to book to be able to officially enter Thailand for that one night quarantine and do your PCR test. The extra plus means that the hotel has paired with a hospital to do the PCR test. So you know they're legit basically when you see that. But yeah, I think maybe there's a little bit of misunderstanding in how these bookings are happening as well. And I think that may have caused some of the confusion. Again, the same spokesperson making a lot of uh, presumptions without really talking about the facts. Show us a case, tell us a case about where this happened, then investigate it. But they seem to be today very vague in their conversations, talking about foreigners not wearing masks and transmissions, but not being able to tell you about the transmissions. And then again, now they're the CCSA are talking about hotels or doing this, that and the other, but without actually proving or really legitimately looking at what has happened. As I said, an online travel agent doesn't know if you're coming from abroad or not, what's going on. It just gives you the room rate. It's up to the hotel to 
upload the correct information and the correct package. And as I've said, I have yet to see one on booking.com. There could be packages on there, but I've never seen them. So just be careful. It's probably best to book directly from the hotel for the first night test and go package to make sure you get everything correct and your confirmation letter and it all includes the PCR testing, everything. That would be my advice to anybody coming at the moment. And next up, Turkish Airlines resumes direct flights to Phuket. Turkish Airlines resumed direct flights to Phuket over the weekend, bringing 168 foreign tourists to Phuket on their first flight from Istanbul since the COVID-19 tourism lockdown began last year. The flight marked the return of Turkish Airlines direct service to Phuket, starting with two flights a week, Saturday and Wednesday, the remainder of November, rising to seven flights per week in December. From November 1 to 21, 16,659 people have arrived under the test and go scheme Tad also noted in a report issued earlier today. A further 8,413 people have arrived under the sandbox and 91 had entered Thailand via Phuket under the alternative quarantine entry requirements. In total, 85,749 people have entered Thailand under the test and go scheme, the TAT report said. Now, according to the Phuket Immigration Daily Report for November 21, also issued earlier today, arrivals from Germany remain the most popular international arrivals in Phuket since November 1st. From the 1st to the 21st of November, arrivals from Germany totaled 3,595, followed by Russia 3,178, the UK 2,038, the US 1,630, and France 1,351. During the three weeks, 1,446 Thais had arrived in Phuket from abroad, the Phuket Immigration Report also noted. That's pretty interesting that Turkish Airlines are flying again back to Phuket. They're looking like they're going to have seven flights a week. Turkey are currently not on the list of countries that can participate in the test and go. They can only use the sandbox, but judging by the amount of flights they're planning for next month, I would reckon that Turkey will be going on the test and go list very, very soon. That would be just my guess. Apparently there's a meeting this week or next week and there will be more countries added to it. So let's predict that Turkey will definitely be on the list, followed by Russia. And I'd say that you could nearly bet your house on, on those two making the test and go list. Again, not that many people really coming in through Phuket. It's just over a thousand or so, 1200 a day. In the Phuket sandbox from July to September, we're looking at about five to six, 700 a day. So there's not a real huge surge at the airport. But of course, hopefully December will change that. But I think if they had changed to rapid engine tests on arrival, there definitely would have been a much bigger market of people coming next month. I don't think it's going to be what it is because this PCR testing definitely puts people off and it adds significantly to a person's budget, especially if you're a family of maybe three or four people, you know, and, and that adds up over time. So yeah, well, we'll see how it all works out. As I said, I do hope for the Thai people this is going to work out and we're going to see more and more tourists come to the country. Fingers crossed it does. And next up, incentives being considered to entice remaining 11 million Thais to get vaccinated. Senior Thai officials are mulling incentives to encourage about 11 million as of yet unvaccinated Thais to get inoculated against COVID-19 this month. The measures, which include a ban on people who have not been vaccinated from entering public places, are to be submitted to the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration for approval. The government spokesman, Tanakorn Wambunganchana, said that Prime Minister Prayut Chanacha has instructed the Ministry of Public Health to speed up the vaccination campaign to achieve the target of 100 million doses of vaccine being administered by the end of this month after it was discovered that there are still 11 million of Thailand's population of 70 million who are not yet to receive their first vaccine dose. These people pose a risk 
and the Prime Minister does not want a new wave of COVID-19 pandemic to emerge, said Tanatorn, adding that he urges people who are not yet to be vaccinated, especially the elderly and patients suffering from chronic diseases, to get at least one vaccine jab. 87.65 million doses of vaccine have been administered to date, which is about 12 million short of the target to be achieved by the end of this month. A vaccination campaign is being launched to get unvaccinated Thais and foreign migrant workers inoculated. The Bangkok Metropolitan Administration is currently providing free vaccinations to both Thais and foreigners at the Thai Japanese Youth Centre in Ding Deng. Mobile vaccination units have also been sent to communities for elderly or bedridden people who are unable to leave their homes. Now, I will have to say and admit that although Thailand started off pretty dismally and the whole beginning, the procurement of vaccines in this country, just a complete incompetence that went along with it, has now been overshadowed and they've kind of, by the manner in which they've got so many people vaccinated in this country. And I have to say it is quite impressive with the general take-up of the vaccine in the country and the speed at which the government have got people vaccinated. I mean, we're talking in June there was practically no one vaccinated in this country and they had no vaccines. And now they're nearly about to hit 100 million doses given out in the country. And I find that rather impressive. And I'll say actually to them, well done. Well done to the health workers all around the country who administered these vaccines in such an efficient way. You have done amazing work and thank you. And finally, the Phuket news. Phuket marks 83 new COVID cases, but no deaths. The latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 83 new COVID local infections confirmed across the island yesterday, bringing the total number of people recognized as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 16,765. Phuket Orbitor elections this Sunday brings alcohol ban. Residents in areas administered by any of the Tambon administration organizations in Phuket will be subjected to a ban on the sale of alcohol this coming weekend as Orbitor elections are held throughout Thailand. And finally, National Ombudsman orders road safety improvement over Kata Hill. The National Ombudsman has instructed the Phuket Office of the Highways Department to expedite its project to make the road over Kata Hill from Shillong to Kata safer following the outside lane collapsing in October last year. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.